And we are pleased to be joined here in the studio for our news briefing by Choi Mira. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. So I just mentioned in the opening that uh, we are in a much stricter environment right now with social distancing. We're at level 2.5, and that has resulted in some changes to our daily lives. Yesterday, well, today is the first official day of 2.5 level social distancing. Could you then maybe... Um, We're going to talk about what's changed, but first tell us the update and the numbers. What were the daily infections yesterday? Uh, The country reported 615 more new COVID-19 cases as of 10 a.m. yesterday, with 580 local infections and 35 imported ones. And it was the second straight day that the daily count surpassed 600, and the number is almost sure to go over 500 and possibly reach around 600 today at 10 a.m. as well, because the number of additional infections already came at 4 451 across the country as of 6 p.m. yesterday. With the new cases soaring to almost nine-month high of over 600 and remaining there for the past few days, health authorities warned yesterday that the number of new daily infections may exceed 900 next week due to the increasing cluster infections that are not confined to specific areas or facilities. So the worry is that the numbers are going to keep growing despite the uh, increased social distancing measures here. And so there will be, I I think they're not precluding the possibility that uh, this is not the most strict that we can get right now. So they're asking everybody to cooperate so that we can bring the numbers down. As we've been saying, this is already considered the uh, so-called third surge of COVID-19 outbreaks. And we are all, I think... Although Korea is less affected than other countries, there's still a lot of concerns here. And so most people feel until a vaccine comes, we're basically going to be in this holding pattern right now. So Mm -hmm. hopes are rising that maybe the vaccine can reach the public sooner rather than later. The government has been working very hard to try to procure enough supply for these vaccines. Uh, They say they're going to announce a a detailed vaccine procurement plan today. Is that right? Yes. A foreign ministry official told reporters yesterday that the government will make a public announcement today on its detailed vaccine plans, including the amount of vaccines it has secured so far, its planned additional purchases, and a timeline for when those vaccines will be made available to the public. And what we know right now is from earlier government I mean, our announcement, announcement is that the government will secure uh, doses to vaccinate 30 million people, or 60% of the total population, in its first round of procurement plan, with doses for 20 million people to be secured by holding negotiations with global pharmaceutical companies. And vaccines, uh, vaccine doses for 20% of the population will come from the COVAX facility. The government will only consider purchasing vaccines undergoing phase three clinical trials right now. And there are currently 10 vaccines undergoing the final stage tests, including four Chinese ones. But sources said the government is quite skeptical about the Chinese candidates due to the lack of reliable data uh, that could prove their safety and efficacy. So the Chinese companies may not be included in the list. And there's also a Russian one called Sputnik V, and the government said it could possibly 
positively review the Russian vaccine if the country provides reliable data because it said Russia's medical technology is much more advanced than that of China. Mm. And it also has been reported that Russia is seeking approval from the WHO. So the companies that the government has been in active talks to clinch vaccine purchase contracts are narrowed down to Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, and Novavax. And it has already uh, signed a deal with AstraZeneca last week. Right. And so it's, it's pretty clear they want to get $30 million, which would be 60% of the population, which um, theoretically could result in some level of herd immunity for the population. Uh, the question is where you're going to get the sources from. Uh, uh, your reporting seems to indicate that they're going to try to avoid getting uh, the Chinese vaccines, mm-hmm. but yes. they seem to have a bit more trust in the Russian one, although there has mm-hmm. been some skepticism with the, uh, the Russian vaccine as well, at least in the Western world. So it's a matter of getting the supply. And I think, as you say, the government being careful as to which ones they, they do want to get the supply, but they have to be careful as to which ones they procure because they do want to also dispel the public kind of uh, fear or concerns Mm, with the vaccines in general as well. Although many people want to get the vaccine, there are still some skeptics out Mm -hmm. there that um, may refuse to get the vaccine. And so to put the public's mind at ease, they Mm -hmm. truly do want to uh, secure as safe and effective a supply as possible. So that's all going to be uh, an interesting process. So we have an interview later on in the program about how North Korea may actually be procuring vaccines for themselves as well, uh, especially for their leadership. And that uh, uh, may actually be uh, the uh, Chinese uh, vaccine. So that's an uh, interview we can look forward to in the second uh, part of our show. Let's talk about the president right now, because uh, certainly he is very busy with the uh, pandemic and trying to make sure the country stays safe uh, throughout this uh, latest outbreak. But also, uh, top of his mind, is this ongoing battle for prosecutorial reform. Uh, president Moon Jae-in finally made some comments on this ongoing uh, war between Justice Minister Chumye and the Prosecutor General Yoon Seok-yeol. And he, d- he didn't directly pinpoint um, specifically mm-hmm. the people involved or kind of criticize anybody. He did convey his regrets or apologies to the public for this uh, so-called confusing political situation, but then remained steadfast about mm-hmm. his will to reform. Can you tell us a bit more about what Moon said yesterday? Sure. Uh, he finally made a public apology for, uh, quote, confusion uh, from the current political situation that is causing concerns among the public, especially when they urgently need to come together and join forces to control COVID-19 and uh, improve people's livelihoods. That comment was apparently uh, seen as a response to the public be- uh, conflict between Yun and Chu, as criticism is growing about him not stepping in and taking responsibility while tensions between the two escalated. And it was also an apology for the delay in the launch of the Corruption Investigation Office for High-Ranking Officials, CIO. And he reaffirmed his strong will to keep his promise to reform the so-called power organizations, including the prosecution, police, and state intelligence agency, to strengthen the authorities' independence and neutrality. And he, he said the power organization reform is, quote, the biggest remaining task to bring about real democracy.
And it also said that uh, the nation has a chance to complete a systemic reform of the power institutions, and it is a, a, a quote, historic time to mark a new chapter in the country's democracy. So people have interpreted uh, this in various ways. Uh, mindful, I think the Blue House staff is that there has been some criticism from the conservative opposition that uh, President Moon has not been saying anything yet and mm-hmm. he's been staying silent and they're saying that it shows a lack of leadership. Uh, but also there has been a result uh, tangibly in terms of the approval rating. You used to do the polls yes. a lot and we've seen a dip in the mm-hmm. uh, approval ratings uh, recent weeks for President Moon. And so uh, I think the timing from his staff indicated that they felt he needed to make a statement here, uh, giving an apology for, uh, I guess, the political confusion as he terms it. But at the same time, really making it clear that there is no kind of um, – wavering in the resolve and support for Justice Minister Chumie's efforts. So mm-hmm. he is sending a message that he wants to see this reform through, obviously mm-hmm. fairly and thoroughly, including the disciplinary hearings against Yoon to make sure that everything is uh, objective, but finding the truth, but at the same time, making sure that the um, the process is done and the, the goal or the dream of uh, reform, especially with the prosecution, uh, becomes a reality. Now, when you speak about the Yoon to conflict. Uh, The judges have been involved here as well because Mm -hmm. there's been allegations that the prosecution eavesdropped on various judges presiding over cases. That alleged surveillance was a topic of the agenda on a, a judge conference. What was the conclusion of that? Uh, the 120 judges who participated in the regular meeting yesterday decided not to express any position on the issue after agreeing that any suggestion on such a politically sensitive issue could undermine the principle of neutrality. The National Conference of Judges, a biannual meeting held yesterday to discuss various issues affecting trials, received a sudden, unexpected attention from the media and public after the judges added the issue of the top prosecutor's alleged spying on judges to the meeting agenda at the last minute. The outcome of the discussion was at the center of the public attention because any consensus uh, could have a significant impact on the upcoming uh, disciplinary committee meeting. And so the people who are supporting reform are voicing disappointment or a a little bit of uh, concern that the judges have been a little bit too timid in the Mm -hmm. way they've been approaching uh, what they perceive to be these attacks by the prosecution. But as you say, they're trying to not... Um, try to alter or uh, maybe influence the findings of this disciplinary meeting, which is still, as we know it, uh, scheduled for this Thursday and up till now, no delays on that scheduled date again. Mm-hmm. How are the two sides preparing for it? Uh, Yoon's attorney, Lee Wan-gyu, said yesterday that his legal team once again asked the, ju- uh, asked the Justice Ministry to send its internal infection report on Yoon and unveil names of the disciplinary committee members, criticizing the Ministry of withholding the essential information necessary to build their cases. Lee also said the Ministry sent them a 2,000-page long inspection report last Thursday at the their request, but the reports uh, were mostly a collection of related media reports, and there was no meaningful information. The ministry said it will decide whether or not to disclose the list of disciplinary committee members to Yoon's side today. 
and Yun's continued request for the Justice Ministry to disclose the members of the disciplinary committee and inspection records uh, has been interpreted uh, as an attempt on Yun's side to highlight that his right to defend himself has not been properly guaranteed uh, prior to the disciplinary hearing. And Yun also stressed that the same review process for when he was appointed as prosecutor general should be applied for his dismissal. He gave an example of Germany and Japan, where the court or uh, the cabinet is responsible for disciplinary action against the prosecutor general. So still a lot of uh, posturing going on there uh, on Yun's side with the uh, disciplinary hearing. Uh, we'll hear more about that during our editorial segment, TM Views, uh, later on in the program. But safe to say that the political tensions have been escalating. And the pillar to all of this, this uh, battle for prosecutorial reform, is the uh, official establishment of Kongsucho, or the uh, CIO, as mm-hmm. the English media has been uh, terming this right now. There's only two days left for the ruling party to pass the bill in relation to this, as well as some other, I I guess, could be considered contentious bills Mm -hmm. that will be going through the National Assembly. There's uh, not a lot of time left, but um, there is still no consent or cooperation from the uh, main opposition PPP. No consent. Uh, Tensions are mounting between the rival parties when the ruling Democratic Party pushed to uh, unilaterally pass a set of controversial bills, uh, including a proposed revision to set up the CIO or Kungsucho through the Legislation and Judiciary Committee's sub-panel after saying it was, uh, it has waited long enough. And earlier yesterday, hopes were raised after the ruling party's floor leader, Kim Taehyun, and his counterpart at the main opposition, uh, People Power Party, Chu Ho-young, came to an agreement to hold last-minute negotiations on recommending candidates for the CIO chief, but they failed to reach a final agreement. And if the revision is approved uh, in a plenary session scheduled for Thursday, Thursday, it will eliminate the veto power of the PPP side members of a recommendation committee for CIO chief candidates. And the PPP members uh, started a sit-in protest in, in front of the National Assembly main hall last night to voice their opposition and said they will use every possible means to block the revision, including uh, filibusters. Right. Signaling it's going to be very noisy uh, for mm-hmm. the next few days uh, if and when the ruling party does indeed push ahead with the revision for the Kongsucha bill. You did mention that there, there were other bills uh, that were passed here. Could you talk about some of those uh, legislative items that did indeed uh, successfully pass the State Affairs Committee yesterday? Of course. Uh, First of all, a capital market law revision aimed at strengthening punishment of illegal stock uh, short selling was passed yesterday. And the National Assembly also passed a revision to the Depositor Protection Act to guarantee a payback of mistaken money transfer in case where consumers accidentally sent money to the wrong account. And another contentious bill that passed yesterday was uh, related to the May 18th pro-democracy movement, which would give relevant associations uh, the public status to put them under the governing of the Ministry 
Ministry of Patriots and Veterans Affairs. And the bills will be referred to the plenary session on Thursday. So all eyes on the National Assembly over the next two days and uh, this uh, overarching goal that uh, they do want to wrap all of this up in terms of the, the big reform legislation before the year ends. Mm-hmm. And that means uh, a lot of work has to be done at that uh, plenary session. So how is this affecting politics? Well, uh, we know that there's been changes in the approval ratings for the various parties and for the president. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is going to be some changes leading up to next year's April by-elections. We've got big elections coming up in Busan and big elections coming up in Seoul for the mayoral spots. Now, uh, we're going back to your old line of work here. There was an interesting poll that yes. came out, Mita, yesterday with two female candidates that are considered to be front runners for the at least sole by-election race uh, for April. On the ruling party side, it would be Park Yong-sun, the uh, current minister of SME, small and medium-sized enterprises, and Na Kyung-won, who is the uh, former floor leader of the main mm-hmm. opposition party. Yes, uh, the survey conducted by Research and Research on 826 voters living in Seoul on last Friday to Saturday found that Park Yong-sun is leading the race by receiving 18.7% of the vote, and she's closely followed by Na Kyung-won, who won a 16.9% support. And they were followed by uh, Seocho District's office head Jo Eun-hee with 6.7%, PPP lawmaker Yoon Hee-suk, 4.3%, and former PPP lawmaker Lee Hae-hoon with 4.2%. But more than 7% of the respondents said there are no qualified candidates, and more than 20% said they have no idea. And when it narrows down to the option to two candidates, uh, Park Yong-sun versus Na Kyung-won, Park uh, leads Na with 42.3% to 33%. Yeah, so a couple of interesting things with this poll is that one, um, it, it is clear that Park Yong-sun and Na Kyung-won, who both are kind of out of the political eye because mm-hmm. uh, Park Yong-sun is now a cabinet minister, so she's not really engaged in like sort of the partisan politics. Na Kyung-won has been voted out of office, so she's not been involved, although there's been controversies mm-hmm. with her and some allegations. However, a head-to-head battle does as of yet right now, Park Yong-sun is in the lead. This poll, though, really only centered on Female candidates, right? Uh, on the uh, opposition side, Cho Uni and Yunisuk and uh, mm-hmm. Lee Hae Hoon, uh, they did not include other big potential uh, candidates like Oh Se Hoon, who uh, might have a different sort of a calculation mm-hmm. here. However, it, it is uh, clear that there still is a lot of undecided uh, voters out there. Almost 30% of the respondents uh, did not choose any particular candidate. That might indicate to some people oh, maybe they don't really care about this election mm-hmm. and they're just being apathetic. But that's actually not the case. Even though there are a lot of undecideds, uh, according to the poll, Mira, an overwhelming majority of the people say that they might not know who they're going to vote for, but they will definitely participate in this uh, by-election and indeed intend to vote. Yes, uh, according to the same survey, an overwhelming majority, which is 79.9%, almost 80% said they will definitely vote, and around 12% said probably vote, uh, with only 5.4% saying uh, not sure, and 1.1% will not vote. And more than 80% of voters from all age groups, except for those who age between 18 and 29, said they will absolutely go to the polls in April. 
And as for the main opposition People Power Party supporters, 91.4% said they will definitely go and vote. And by job, self-employed respondents show the strongest will to vote, maybe because of the complaints of the strengthened social distancing measures that will further hurt their already hearted uh, businesses. So if you go by, and there are going to be many polls and they're going to show mm-hmm. different results, but if you go by research and research, the last two things you mentioned would cause concern for the ruling yes. party side because there's a lot of energy among the opposition who mm-hmm. have a determination to vote, so that doesn't bode well for them. And then, as you say, if many of them are going to be the so-called self-employed, which would imply small business owners and because of their difficulties that they've suffered during mm-hmm. the coronavirus pandemic and with these shutdowns of businesses, that also seems to indicate that they would not be voting for the ruling party candidate. So there would be concerns there, although it does look like at least from the polling that if Park Yong-san was able to Uh, be the candidate for the ruling party, she would have an advantage over Na Kyung-won. This is really by name ID. And so it's not clear if Park Yong-sun could even win the primary for the Mm -hmm. ruling party. There's going to be some other candidates uh, who are wanting to run as well. Na Kyung-won does have the highest uh, name recognition among the other um, conservative candidates. So she might have a good shot if she decides to run. And so it's going to be interesting. And we'll certainly keep our eyes on the polling as we go forward. All right, Mira, as always, thank you very much for the reporting. Um, Always appreciate it. And I believe we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Yeah, see you tomorrow, Henry.